Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Living with Power Hope podcast, the leadership edition. We are just a couple of weeks uh, from the end of this edition, and uh, hope you've enjoyed it. It's been a little bit different than what we've done in the past. Um, in the past, we've done other series that have been exciting and fun, uh, and we've done a lot of interviews, and we'll probably go back to interviews, but uh, would love to hear from you guys about who you would enjoy to have on this podcast. Um, but I also hope that you found this valuable. I uh, love to think about uh, biblical matters, and there's no greater topic than leadership, uh, a gift of the Spirit, and also uh, an opportunity for us to move people into higher level discipleship and to see our own lives in Christ grow. And so uh, it's been exciting, and we are also excited that we have tons of resources for you to take advantage of at livingwithpower.org or download our app, the Living With Power app. If you're not a subscriber yet to the iTunes podcast, please do it. Just still subscribe. I was going to say prescribe, and I do prescribe meds, but the podcast is free. Uh, Just go to the iTunes uh, page and put in the Hope Podcast, and you'll be able to subscribe for it there. Uh, I hope you're telling your friends about the things that you're learning and living them out in your life. Uh, Today, I want to talk about timing and leadership. The last couple of uh, episodes here are just going to have some closing thoughts on leadership. Uh, And and one that comes up a lot I want to address today, timing and leadership. How to deal with closed doors. Not every single thing that you'll do in leadership is going to be like wide open and no obstacles. In fact, we've talked about obstacles. We've spent some time in the past weeks talking about rejection and disappointment and and detours. Um, but, But sometimes doors close. And uh, you know, a, a great story to to show you that biblically would be from Acts uh, towards the end of Paul's life. There's that story where he is headed to Rome, but he's doing it circuit- circuitously. And so he, um, you know, gets thrown in jail and he keeps moving up the ranks in jail until he's taken to, to Rome. And uh, he gets on a, uh, uh, in fact, he, he, he could have been freed, but by God's sovereign plan. He, his, his ultimate purpose is, is Rome. And so Acts 27, he gets in a boat and goes on. But even earlier uh, uh, in, in Acts, uh, when he heads to Macedonia, there's a closed door um, where we're told that the Holy Spirit put a block to him there. Uh, and then we see it again in Acts 27, where he's on the boat. And instead of making it straight to Rome, I mean, God could have taken him to Rome many different ways, but he ends up in a shipwreck. They end up on the Isle of Malta. Uh, back in Acts 16 is the story where he is headed to um, a missionary journey. And, and they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the, world in, the word in Asia. And so God sometimes closes doors even to the most godly, most anointed, most um, excellently faithful leaders, such as the Apostle Paul. Now, I, I thought about Jesus. You know, I don't think Jesus necessarily faced a closed door in the sense that uh, he was always perfectly in line with God the Father so that he, there was never a need for a closed door. So I don't, I don't think he faced it. He was in constant submission to God. Sometimes we're going to look at why God closes doors and how to deal with them. But if you don't look at it from a biblical perspective as a leader, you can take affront to the fact that there's doors that are closing. And so uh, this has to do with timing often. God has a timing in your leadership. And, and I know that stands against sort of the strategy and the logic of the world if, that says if you do certain things a certain way, then it's after so much time, here's the results you're going to bear. And we've already talked so much about results. Like God's ways are not man's ways. And if you're a follower of Jesus, I don't care what you're leading uh, if, if you're submitted to God and are growing in his will, you will face situations that are going to, that are meant to sanctify you, to grow you. And so when it comes to timing, again, God has a reason for his timing. And so, uh, here's some thoughts to consider when you come up to a closed door. Number one, when you come up to a closed door, ask yourself, why, why is this door closed? 
Could the reason be more obvious than you're making it? God often has a reason for closing it. Um, God will use a closed door to redirect you. Case in point, Paul, when he is headed, uh, he, hasn't, he hadn't even thought of going to Macedonia. He was on his way to uh, one part of Asia. And then because the door was closed, then he rerouted and ended up in, in Macedonia, which if you know the story, that's where he met Lydia out on the t- in the, by the waterside. And, and he ended up, he, she ends up starting a, uh, she gets saved and she ends up starting a church, a home church and, and on and on and on. And the church in Macedonia was born in Philippi. That's incredible. Uh, Paul may not have gone there at that time, but God's timing was for him to go there at that time. And so sometimes when you hit a closed door, you got to stop and ask yourself, why? Where is God directing you? Could there be something happening or a redirection um, happening? And I think about um, my time in ministry back about six years ago. And, and when we launched to work in the Middle East, I, we have a nonprofit in the Middle East. I've told you a bit about SheGivesHope.com. It started in, in a situation where I felt the door was closed and I, and I, I was frustrated by it. I didn't see it as a blessing. I saw it as a curse. I, I was in a transitional time, not sure what to do. And God used that closed door in ministry to move me away from purely doing women's ministry to becoming much more broad in the application of what God had called me to do, which is to teach his word. And, and then we ended up starting uh, the work in the Middle East. And how that came about just was a sign of, of God's goodness and sovereignty directing us to an area of the world that we wouldn't have gone to. I'm Lebanese. I would have never wanted to go back to Lebanon. And yet God clearly opened the door for us to go back there. And it started out of a closed door. And so uh, God will use closed doors to redirect you. So ask yourself, why is this door closed? God will also use a closed door to reshape you. And so again, ask yourself, why? Why is God closing a door? Maybe there's some lessons in humility. Maybe there's some lessons in patience and in submission. Or maybe there are lessons in perseverance to be had or in faith and believing God. Uh, right now, in the last year, we've hit, my ministry had hit some closed doors and but particularly what I've saw in the area of speaking just sort of stalled where in the past it had been wide open and, and still opportunities coming, but not at the rate or, or maybe at the pace that I wanted them to come. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, uh, this season for me has been about reshaping me and re-bringing me to a place of deeper intimacy to God and doing some internal work that has needed to be done. And for that, I am so grateful, so grateful. And I think the lessons that I'm learning will be uh, will bear fruit in in the months to come when God will reopen doors and send us in the directions that he has us be. And so how are you, you know, responding to the closed doors? First, ask yourself, why? Why, God? What is it that you're trying to do in me? Are you trying to reshape me, redirect me? Um, Ask him, seek him in those moments of communion. Here's a second thought. When you come up to a closed door, stop and look inside. So let's build a little bit on that. I mean, uh, the most common place for God to work on you is when he closes a door that you want to move forward in. Those are when, when you want to move forward, you're in propel mode, you have momentum, you're on a drive, like nobody's standing in my way, I have a vision and I'm going to execute it. All right. When that door closes, it'll like, like deflate the sails out of you. Well, that is the most common place where God wants to work on your character. All right. So again, now you're looking, how is God trying to reshape you? So stop and look inside. And if you're like, well, I looked and I didn't see anything, right? I mean, that's what most of us are like, well, I, I'm, I'm fully surrendered. There's nothing wrong here. What's God? Why is he against me? Where is the goodness of God? And, and you start sort of moving from anger to self-pity to despair. Instead, you know, gather some of your trusted friends, maybe your family member, if you're married, maybe your spouse, and just say, hey, 
let's think about this. What's happening here? What is God trying to reshape in me? And, and so stop and look inside. The most important work God will do on you typically happens when everything stops for a while and you can finally think. Okay, it's it's a reset mode. And some, I heard somebody say once that uh, oh, it was Anne Lamott. I just read some thoughts that she wrote at you know at age sixty or whatever her age is, and she had written some advice and thoughts. And she says whatever it is that's broken, uh, reset it, and the odds are it'll work again, including yourself. And it's true. You turn everything off if your phone's ever not working. If your uh, my lights, I went and turned a light on today in the living room and. It flicked the circuit for some reason. I had to run to the basement, flick it back on, come back up. And I did it three times, but it worked. Eventually, I figured it out. But it's the same with us. Sometimes we need to be turned off for a minute. And, uh, and, and we talked a lot about developing the solitude, quiet prayer in an action-filled, noisy world. And um, the biggest danger, by the way, when it comes to soul care, is for you to hit a closed door and take that time that you would have walked through a door to, um, to, to invest all your energy in, in social media and in what other people are doing. That will surely discourage you. Uh, in fact, I'm, I'm thinking about now something comes to mind, a friend of mine who uh, was a VP at a very big Fortune 500 company and had a, uh, eventually stepped down, long story, but it, was, um, uh, uh, it wasn't right what, what happened. And nonetheless, uh, it was a closed door. And um, I watched her for a year handle that. First of all, God loaded her with blessings, so and she saw it. And I think that's a blessing, that you see God's goodness uh, when you hit the wilderness. But how she responded, she became disciplined in spending time with the Lord and just dedicated herself to Him and found new areas of freedom in her life. It's been an inspiration to watch. I can see when I've met with her, uh, had a meal with her, there's a lightness about her. There's a peace. She's not frazzled. She's just now started a new venture and in a higher level of leadership than she was before, more responsibility. And I guarantee you that God will use her even more because she has a freshness in her spirit born out of the closed door that to everybody else might have looked like a tragedy, but to the follower of Jesus was an opportunity. All right, this is huge. So when you're up against the closed door, ask yourself why. Secondly, when you're up against the closed door, stop and look inside. And thirdly, when you come up to a closed door, it's time to trust what you cannot see. All right? You're not always going to have all of the answers. This is hard to hear for leaders. We are concrete. Give me the plan and I'll execute it. And sometimes with the Lord, in fact, most times with the Lord and more so, uh, the older you get, the less the plan will be clear when it comes to what God has. He wants you to walk by faith. It is a walk of dependence and trust. So closed doors are not a sign of God's disfavor. I don't care what anyone in your life will tell you. Just because the door is closed does not mean God is against you. Look at everybody who was used mightily in scripture. I mean, the big guys, Moses, Abraham, Joseph, Jacob, walk down the list, the woman, you name them. They were all hit with closed doors, far greater than any of us can imagine, and tragedies and detours. And yet God loved them and favored them. And uh, we know in the New Testament is because of Christ's shed blood on the cross for us. We are beloved by God. That is the hardest truth to embrace. I'm telling you, especially if you're like me and you're a leader and you're driven by performance and fruit and production and profit. If you don't get it, it's hard to feel loved and accepted by God. But maybe your closed door is God's opportunity to show you his love in the place where you're not producing like you thought you would be producing. So closed, closed doors, not a sign of God's disfavor. Closed doors do not mean that you're in the wrong room. 
See, that's what we say. Well, the door's closing. I should leave the industry. I could find myself another job. I shouldn't be in this ministry. Uh, that is not even true. Again, you go back and look at the men and women who served the Lord. I mean, Peter ended up in jail after Pentecost. That was a closed door, if I've ever seen one, until God opened it. And he did it miraculously. And he did it to the shock of Peter, who had to pick kicked out of sleep. So closed door does not mean you're in the wrong room. Closed doors today may be open doors tomorrow. You just wait, wait, be still, rest, read Psalm 37, read Psalm 46, dwell on the Psalms, remind yourself of God's character. What do you know about God? Write it out again. What are the things you know about God and the way that he works? Closed doors today, maybe open doors tomorrow. Be ready to walk through them tomorrow. So keep your game going. Just do it in the arena that God has for you right now and prep and do the things you need to do. Closed doors demand that you remind yourself that only God opens doors and that if the door is closed, he's got to have a good reason for it. What that means is you're, you're banking on God's goodness. You're hedging everything on God's goodness. That's faith. That's faith. It's saying, okay, God, I don't see it, but I believe that you're good and it's going to work out for the best. Romans eight twenty eight. And when a door is closed, find something to do in the stinking room. You might take the time to write a book. You might take the time to work out on your health. Maybe it's needed some attention. Maybe your marriage that needs attention. I don't know what area. Maybe there's a sin area in your life you need to overcome and you haven't had time. And maybe the sin area is there because you're so stressed. That that's the only way you know how to unwind. Listen to me. God has you in a break. He's closed the door and it's, it's not a curse. He doesn't hate you. He's not against you. He doesn't prefer others over you. You might be a big leader or a small leader. Listen to me. There's a point to the closed door. How do you deal with it? You ask yourself why. You stop and look inside. And then it's, you stop and trust God with what you cannot see. All right? That's what the people of Israel did. They didn't always do it well. God's mercy is that he uh, kept working for them. He kept being their God. His presence never left them. Although they blew it again and again and again. And if you're like me, we will blow it again and again. The fact that God is still with us, the fact that you're here listening to this is a sign of his grace and mercy on your life. So let's embrace it. Let's start doing, let's start every day. Just start the day writing down all the little things, how God met you in the last 24 hours. My sister challenged me to do that. And I've been writing down those little blessings, you know, the little things. You find a parking spot when you're going downtown. You, uh, you talk to somebody, you find out they're a Christian, you uh, get a ticket, then you get the judge to forgive you for it, even though you're guilty. I'm just telling you some personal <laughs> anecdotes, but the point is, you might say, ah, oh, this isn't God's favor. I mean, you know, God's favor isn't just the good things that are happening in your life. True, but 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 God, the good things are God's favor, and so don't become a favor snob. You know, you can be so like like there's two extremes of Christians: ones that see everything like God's favor, God, and others that see nothing as God's favor. No, let's be realistic. The suffering is can be used by God to shape and mold us, so that is His favor. But the blessings, man, don't miss them. Don't miss them. You might see that cardinal sitting on the windowsill, and that is a sign of God's favor. God knows that you look for that as a reminder of his love for you. So I don't care if it's a cardinal. I don't care if it's a goose. Whatever it is uh, that God has given you today to bless you, use those seasons when you're facing a closed door to make a list of who God is, how he deals with you. Grow in your intimacy with God. This is a season for you to grow in uncommon communion so that you come back and become the leader that is of character that God has for you to be so that you can impact people even more greatly. So that's all I got for today. 
timing in leadership. There is a timing. Let God set it. Trust him with it. It's never too late. You know, I'm too old. It's not going to happen. No, no, no. God doesn't care about age. So uh, let's rejoice in that. Hey, as usual, if you got any feedback, any input, any ideas for interviews, send me an email at lena at livingwithpower.org. We'll finish up the leadership uh, edition of the podcast next week. I hope you'll come back for that. In the meantime, go to livingwithpower.org or download our app, the Living With Power app, or check out our work in the Middle East at shegiveshope.com. Hey, we love you guys. We know God is at work in you, and we pray that he would continue to draw you closer to him moment by moment, day by day. I'll catch you again next time.